You ever get sad because someone you really love and care about is dead now? Today we're talking about, uh, as part of our There's an App for That series, uh, we're talking about, uh, you ever get sad because someone you really love and care about is dead now? That's heavy, but yeah. Yeah, and you, uh, you, uh, <laughs> you ever wish you could talk to them on the phone or through text message, or in like a chat, or uh, video conferencing. Right now it feels like everyone's dead because we're isolated, so yeah. everyone's distant. But if like for real times, and you just want to connect to them because they're gone now and it makes you really sad, yeah. well, there's, there's an app for that. that so. uh, <laughs> or that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah. the, the pros and cons of said app and what it means to grieve in the 21st century. Yeah. Is it ethically conscious? Mm-hmm. Is it good for you? Yeah. Emotionally? I feel like it goes, like, with anything where it's don't do too much of a thing, mm-hmm. good time. Yeah. Do too much of thing, bad time. Yeah. Because addiction and self-destructive behavior. Yes. You don't want to rely on it as the, like, only way of coping but it like should help like it could help as a stepping stone to being better right like and that's kind of like what I found and what we're gonna kind of talk about um is that we've already kind of touched on a lot of this stuff because we covered grief and all kinds of way of like coping mechanisms and just like loss previously because that's what you do in horror anyway right there's a lot of loss and so a lot of these like ideologies and understandings get like you know replicated in a in different mediums and it like we're kind of seeing the same trends or like ideas um come back up which is like you know interesting well yeah i mean who doesn't (laughs) want to resurrect their loved ones through an app uh kat and i are gonna get pretty real this episode yeah because we know what that means and we know how it feels to want that on such an intense level uh so be prepared for us to get real but we'll also have fun because we watch some absurd things it was Uh, was goofy and you know like you if you don't laugh cry kind of thing yeah so so that's what we'll be doing today we're gonna laugh and cry at the same time it's fine Woo! We're going to talk about stuff that, like, we kind of touched on before. It has a fun name. We're having a euphemism time with you today. Because <laughs> it's, ah, there's an app for that. But also it's, like, losing people you love is really sad. Yeah. And, like, emotional. Like, I almost cried while writing my script. And I was not expecting that. Because I was like, what? In oh, my brain. with this. Yeah, I was like, that was a long time. No. All right, going with the whole, there's an app for that thing. It's like, this is actually something that can happen. 
through my internet searches, I found, like, some cool information that, like, can definitely help in the grieving process if used correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, We see in one of the films we watch later that there's a just really out-of-pocket way that that could be taken where you're just suddenly using it as murder time. It was a whole weird situation. I don't know why. It's going to be a time. That's not what... I mean, there's no universals, but... It's very unlikely that if you use a chat box, you're just going to start murdering people. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> just feel like that's a good disclaimer. It's not that dangerous. Um, but it could, like, help make you isolate yourself more or, like, put yourself in situations where grieving is a really emotional experience. Talking to people who you're used to talking to all the time and then suddenly not being able to do that mm-hmm. is a really emotional thing it's like the person who was your everyday is no longer there and that's hard and especially like when you're like big life events and stuff like that so you kind of yearn for that and I know especially when it's like unexpected too Mm -hmm. like if it's someone who's young or like not like if it's like an accident of some sort like then it's like you couldn't even prepare in any way like it's just so abrupt Mm -hmm. like oh I get now now this is life and I just have to do it yeah and it, it's just, like, a really challenging thing to deal with for, like, in terms of Western society, it's, like, considered one of the, like, people don't know how to deal with death in mm-hmm. America in general. Like, no one wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Photos go in the attic, as we'll talk about later. Like, you know, like, people really get uncomfortable around the idea of death, that mortality yeah. is a thing, or that, like, the just, like, mortality is just something that happens and that it doesn't always get to mean something like you know what I mean sometimes it just sucks sometimes life just sucks and we gotta like cope with that and that's something that's really uncomfortable for our society as well to like deal with like we don't know how to talk about it yeah because it's not something like we openly talk about and it's um, like you know like in Mexico with Dia de la Muerte it's like they have a whole day where they celebrate this idea that like their loved ones come back or they have like there's just like different like ways that culture um can handle death in a way that like is a little less abrupt and like you're on your own now instead of just like yes mm-hmm. we remember we love or we mm-hmm. you know imagine that they're still around we do these things um that's just like yeah it's kind of detrimental to some americans yeah like we just see it as a whole ending of ever knowing that person and mm-hmm. it's just like it's so the idea is that like if there was an app which they are working on and some already exist um that could replicate someone that you've lost or like not replace them necessarily, even though, you know, that is what we titled the episode, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, recreating the idea of them or making it seem like they are not as visually gone as they currently seem. Um, That it can have really positive effects and it can also have like negative ones. So there are actually for, so we're millennials, right? We've spent, we're the lucky ones in this scenario that I'm going to talk about because we've spent a little tiny little blip of our lives without technology Mm -hmm. and then have been here at the birth of it. Yeah. So we've had it the longest kind of, Mm -hmm. um, and we've like had this, we watched this tiny little flip footprint Mm -hmm. turn into like every piece of the world is impacted by it in some way. Our whole life has been the exponential growth of technology. Yeah. Like we've just seen every stage of it. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I found this cool article uh, on QZ.com called The Possibility of Digital Interacting with Someone from Beyond the Grave is No Longer the Stuff of Science Fiction. 
No. So fun. Um, and it it was actually really interesting. So there's we're getting really close to the creating an app that is basically a replication of somebody that we've lost only using their like digital footprint. So specifically millennials, we could be guinea pigs for this. Uh, Hussein Rayana of Ryerson University at MIT Media Lab started stated that 50 or 60 years from now, millennials will have reached a point in their lives where they each will have collected zettabytes of data, which is just like what is needed to create a digital version of ourselves. So like to put the essence of who we are, mm-hmm. a zettabyte of that, or zettabytes, it's plural, plural. Yeah. Um, of that into a alter like a augmented reality brain Mm -hmm. is something that will be possible within the next 50 or 60 years it's like that show what is it carbon yeah altered carbon altered carbon yeah like you just pop up into different bodies yourself or whatever yeah like that's we we have enough of like a like tech version of ourselves enough data Mm -hmm. that we could do that uh we started to develop like enough information that they could basically put our digital presence into a model brain mm-hmm. and have them exist in Elysium, like just in this digital afterlife Yeah, that we're kind of just waiting around. So if you think like the Black Mirror episodes that you've seen where they created a basically a clone of the lady from her temple yeah. and put her in this egg and yeah. it's like torture. Because she's real. Yeah. It's basically that. Um, but in a computer. Mm. So it might not be, like, good for the replica. Yeah. It might be really upsetting. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet. But we get to do what you want to do, which is evolve past your human body. Yes. It essentially gives us the illusion of living forever. Or, mm-hmm. like, the idea that what we already see now, where it's, like, a lot of what we do is online. Like, mm-hmm. it's just visibly there. You Google yourself. You see some of the stuff that you've done. If you're on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, like, you you're, you pop up. Yeah. You are Googleable. <laughs> that's weird. I am Googled, therefore I am. Um, and that's something that's, like, because that is a thing that can happen, that the idea is that if we pull all that information, we put it in our brains, la da it's virtual you. Um, and it's basically thanks to a neural network's ability to think for itself that this could turn into something more realistic in that like it could actually pass for a carried on version of us so essentially they're going to take all that information and create new us's but far away from now so we don't gotta worry about it yet (laughs) um (laughs) but it's like augmented eternity this thing would be aware it would formulate new ideas it's aware of cultural events that are happening in society because it's plugged into the cloud mm-hmm. and um, then it should react according to how you would react right yep. like it's mm-hmm. acting as if you are the guidance yeah like so it's like shifting codes. away from like the cute you gotta teach the ai how to be an ai chappy yeah, <laughs> or that creepy app that I used called Replica, which is actually meant to, like, you talk to it until your inevitable demise. Yeah. And then, and then it, when you're gone, it, it has, it. it's a de- essentially supposed to, like, carry on your yeah. conversational energy. Um, but we'll evolve past that because it will be able to think for itself. It will be able to, like, react, as you said, how mm-hmm. we might react down the line. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another AI developer in Europe, or not Europe, Russia. I guess that's Europe, right? Russia? Is Some of it, half of it is. Nice. Some of it's in Asia. I know what stuff is. Who? <laughs> uh, uh, it's Eugenia Kuja, who is a co-founder of Russian AI, uh, created to engage with Roman Mazarenko. Mazarenko. So basically, Eugenia's best friend, who is Roman, was killed in a car accident in 2015. And they created a chat box to kind of replicate who they were, who Roman was mm-hmm. when they were alive. Um, and this was kind of like, they got like a hypothetical, not in writing, uh, but like sign off on it mm. from Roman because he actually felt the idea of like a digital afterlife as fascinating. Like the fact that there are things online that live on past us. Mm-hmm. So like when we die, if we had a Facebook, our Facebook's still there. Our yeah. conversations are still there. Mm-hmm. The memory of like everything we did still there if we had that social media platform or just like that there is a version of us that still exists after we go. So if you think about it in a real abstract sense, that it's not an app, but like that those things basically do live on mm-hmm. after we're gone. It's kind of a digital us in essence. Mm-hmm. Um, but the chatbot essentially convinced, was so convincing that. Roman's mom was like, yeah, it sounds like I'm talking to him. It's Mm -hmm. weird. But yeah, like, I yes, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, But pretty cool. Uh, And actually what it was like positive, it was success. But the creator actually went on to say like, well, chop acts are good at imitating their like progenitors, progenitors. Thank you. Uh, Patterns of speech. They're not satisfying substitutes for real people. Like we kind of see later in our media, it's that they're more of a shadow of a person. Mm-hmm. They're not them. Yeah. They're this copy of them that like can't mimic a human soul. Yeah. You know? Also, they can, they've only seen your social media or the data that you put out there, which isn't your full person. Yeah, as we said in New Year, New Me, mm-hmm. uh, social, social media, media presence is not an accurate reflection of who we are. Yeah. So... It's basically just, like, you living your best life on your best day, never, like, unless you're, like, complaining on Facebook, you know. Yeah, then like, you're always living your worst life. Yeah. <laughs> it really depends. Yeah. It only, it captures only so much of you, yeah. essentially. And that, like, it's similar to talking to something abstract. So, like, God or someone we've lost or even a therapist. Mm. So, it's not like they're still here. But yeah. it's... That's kind of like the whole point of it is that you still have someone to let know things. You like can like role play mm-hmm. like your way through. Like especially if you lost someone and it was unexpected and abrupt, it could be your way of like, I didn't get to tell you the things or like you need to know how I feel and you're not here so I can pretend like I did tell you. Yeah. No, 100%. And there's, like, therapists who do agree that, like, that that aspect of it can be really therapeutic. And that, like, one, it's, like, I know for myself, like, when my grandpa died, he, I made him a Facebook. So, like, it's not a lot. But, like, it's, like, a tiny little digital footprint because he was in his 60s by the time Facebook was around. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, he wasn't very much on it. But, like, I'm thankful that I can, like, go on there 
and like read old messages or like see old emails from him or then even like googling his name that like I'm not the only person responsible for like holding his memory Mm -hmm. like that's kind of cool yeah like I remember I was like really sad one night because I missed him and I found that his book about like when he was in America Vista Mm -hmm. is sold at Harvard bookstore yeah so it's like someone's teaching a class and they're like reading my grandpa's name. Yeah. And I was like, they don't know him, but that's cool. Like yeah, that he's, he's still alive. He's in, in history in some way. And that like that was done through technology. Like that's really cool. Um, and I remember I went on like a very long mission to like find something with his voice and could not find anything. And that was really sad. But my mom actually had a video. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Um, yeah. So like technology helped me like be able to do that where if we didn't have technology, we wouldn't be able to. But yeah, the idea is that like, it helps you say things you haven't been able to say. Or just, like, if that was the person you said your day to. Mm-hmm. Then, like, on bad days or good days, like, the person you'd be, like, most excited to tell. Yeah. You can still kind of tell them. Because yeah. the idea is, like, you don't really want them to say anything back, but you want them to know. Like, the idea is yeah. that something's listening. And that's where, like, a chat bot who's just like, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Or, like, responds even, like, closely to how they would respond. Yeah. It's just kind of, like, comforting because it's, like, at least now you don't know if they know, but, like, something knows. Yeah. And it makes it feel like... And you get it out. You yeah. Know? Yeah, because I definitely, like, I lost my best friend um, uh, quite a few years ago uh, abruptly. And mm-hmm. so we are the primary, like our relationship was almost entirely online. Uh, we're cousins, but our, like our whole relationship was through like yeah. I am or text mm-hmm. messaging or Facebook chat or anything like that. Like yeah. texting, like I texted her every, I woke up, brushed my teeth, texted her. Yeah. And then I would talk to her throughout the entire day. And then abruptly it was like, nope, this person's not here anymore. Yeah. And so there's like, I actually like um, a few like weeks ago, because uh, celebrating her birthday, went through like our Facebook chats to the last one. And one of the, it was like really happy. <laughs> so it was just yeah. like a nice time. But then the immediate, like the next one was me essentially like being like, you're not here and you're the person that I would want to tell things to. Yeah. And so I'm just going to do it. And so it's like me unloading. And then there's like a lot of texts for me, like even now where it's just like, if something big is happening in my life, I'll just like pop on there and be like, Hey, this is what's going on. I wish you could like, you know, tell me how to react. And if there was like a bot that like, you know, knew how she would talk and knew our relationship, I feel like even like I wouldn't take, whatever this robot says <laughs> seriously yeah but it would still be nice to be like yeah she would say something like that like yeah even though i'm in my head i'm like i know this is how she would say it like what she would say to me yeah um, and having a facebook is great too because i still share to her page whenever i see something that reminds me of her i just post over there and um her mom and her daughter get to see that too so it's like we're all kind of working together to kind of remind each other who she was yeah. and keep her on our, our minds, which is uh, our way of coping. And yeah. I can see how, you know, something like putting someone in a, in a cool chat bot <laughs> would yeah. be a good way to like handle um, those days when you're just like really, really missing that person. And yeah. you could just use whatever wacky or fun or super helpful thing <laughs> that person could have said. Yeah. And 
a lot of what therapists say is exactly that. Like, it's so, it's, you're not supposed to think it's them. Yeah. You know, you're not supposed to be like, yeah, they're just still here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a 100% replacement for the person I loved a lot and mm-hmm. who's not here. It's, it's no, it, it, the idea is that it's just something to f- bounce back on where it's like, an honor of them, like a memorial mm-hmm. is what the Roman bot thing was yeah. created as where like, it wasn't intended to replace them. It wasn't intended to like disrespect them except but that was like a big part of like the stress around creating it. It was like, you wanted to make sure it was something positive for people who miss them. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah. It's just like a way to kind of accept and cope that they're still here in some way, even mm-hmm. if it's not in the way that like we wish. Yeah. And if we, like, accept that, then it can be really therapeutic and healthy. But if you take it as, like, losing a loved one can be really isolating of an experience. It's, like, it can be really stressful or you feel like people don't understand or, like, you just kind of cut off from the circle that you're in because of the emotional stress of it. And if you, like, go too heavy into it, if you're seeing it as, like, a replacement, you're clinging to it right after the event. It can be kind of damaging because it might help you further isolate yourself, which is yeah. kind of what we see mm-hmm. in the media later. Um, yeah. Well, anything in, like, excess is yeah. unhealthy. It's, it, you know, it always makes me think of the uh, Lars and the Real Girl, you know, with his yeah. his doll. Um, and, like, how that is his way of coping with his own issues. But instead of, like, it, like, eventually helped him. But at mm-hmm. some points it kind of feels like you're entering into toxic categories. Yeah, because you don't want to, like, be so dependent on it. Because mm-hmm. the idea is, if the person were still here, yes, you would depend on them in some capacity. Mm-hmm. You're still, like, you. Mm-hmm. You know, you are not only you because they exist. You know, yeah. like, you still have to keep you in the equation And you need to be that. aware of yeah. the realities. Yeah. And I think another thing they're saying in the article is that, like, a lot of Western society has a lot of trouble, like, accepting that just because someone's gone that they're still here in some way mm-hmm. and that like that's like the biggest thing or it's like it's way more damaging to hide the existence of that person as a way of like forgetting and moving on like they take moving on as a very like band-aid like all right we can't ever talk about them yeah they don't exist forget like, they were real like there are a lot of movie plots where a parent dies and the other parent just never mentions them and like yeah. puts all their stuff in the attic and like mm-hmm. that's a or if, like, a kid dies and it's, like, one parent who, like, doesn't yeah. want to talk about it and the other one who's, like, no, we need to talk about it. And then they break up. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, a really hard thing and everyone grieves different. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's never the same for anybody. Like, everyone always processes it differently. So it's, like, you kind of got to meet people where they're at. But ultimately, like, in a lot of other cultures, when you die, you are not just gone. Mm-hmm. You can still talk to them. You can sit in your room, close your eyes. You know, whatever Mm -hmm. you need to do to be okay. Yeah. Because that's all we can kind of do. Yeah. At the end of the day. So we still got to be here. Yeah. So might as well just, like, be here. And with you being here means that they're also here. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the important. Like, you're keeping them alive. Your brain and your heart. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, like, you got to keep going and keep, you know, remembering them and believing in them and, and, you know... Keeping them alive uh, while you are alive. And that helps. Yeah. It's never better, but, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Helps. Yeah. Well, it's 
a little better. Yeah, it's just yeah, not yeah. like done. It's not fixed. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, you, never, yeah. you never just. So we watched some stuff. Yeah, we did. As we were one to do. Uh, we watched we two things. Um, I feel like, yeah, next next week we're also going to watch a Black Mirror episode. Yep. So, uh, yeah. And I mean, there's an app for that, just like kind of. Yeah, it's a whole technology. Yeah. It's scary or sci-fi, you know? <laughs> yeah, your toaster's trying to kill you. Yeah, it's 100% Black Mirror every time. <laughs> yeah, every single time. So we watched two things. We watched one Black Mirror episode, and we watched a film on Netflix. It was on Netflix, right? Yep. Uh, it was. That I, when I read the information for it, was like, yeah, it sounds fun, because it sounds like my favorite um, <laughs> Black Mirror episode. Yeah. And so did my friend Jeff. And then I watched it, and I was like, mm-mm. Don't watch it, Jeff. Yeah, uh, so it is called AMI, or Amy, and it's from 2019, directed by Rusty Nixon. That's fun. Right? It's fun. It's a fun name. Uh, a 17-year-old girl forms a codependent relationship with an artificial intelligence on her phone and goes on a murderous rampage. Yeah, fun fact. Uh, in our script, we had written, wow, what a terrible film. Under the last film, for <laughs> yeah. Bedeviled, I think, I'm going to say. No. Yeah. Bedeviled, yeah. one of them was bad. Countdown was better. Yeah, Whatever. Bedeviled was bad. It's not bad. important. But I didn't erase it. Because I was like, wow, this is also a really <laughs> also terrible, terrible film. film. Yeah, and from 2019. So usually, I mean, usually when they're a little bit more modern, yeah. we have optimism. Yeah. Um, and then we're disappointed. But yeah, because yeah, Countdown was 2019, and it wasn't great. So it's like, yeah, you know, you win, you lose. You win yeah. some, you lose some. Uh, A-M-I. So, this movie's, one, just pretty bad in regards to acting. So, (laughs) that was awful. Um, the plot is just really murky and cliche. It's just full of horror tropes and, like, silliness. And not in a fun way, like some, like, horror could usually be. Yeah, it was... So, I don't even know. I'm not, like, a film person. Like, in terms of, like, shots. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know that stuff. But it was, like, really weird. Like, it was a weird movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, things being shown that I was like, why is that what we're seeing while words are happening? Or, like, sequencing. It was really strange. Yeah. And I was just like, why are we seeing her run right now? Like, it was yeah. just really weird. Like, the whole thing was weird. And yeah. I remember just being confused. And then, like, it really took me out of the movie itself. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, I hate looking at it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to listen. Happening. Yeah. And then the listening was bad. And, like, the characters were believable. It was like... Yeah. Concussions don't... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But, like, I don't think they make you just go murder people now. Well... Do they? Uh, well, so there's a lot. There's a yeah, lot to Yeah, there's a lot happening. The, it, the pacing is very bad, um, where you don't really have any idea of, like, what's going on. They expect you to already know these characters. It seems yeah. pretty, like, you know, amateurly written. Um where it's just kind of, like, inspired by, like, horror and yeah. what that is, right? And so you don't really get, um, like, any genuine writing in that. It felt very, like, um, like amateur and, like, a like a student film, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, and the reason for that is, like, 
we have these characters who are very much just archetypes. Like they are, there's nothing, they're just very plain, like one dimensional characters who yeah. exist solely to serve their one purpose. They have nothing else going on, right? Yeah. Uh, like every side character is that. And then there's like what, which is a big offense on The Ghouls Next Door, is this gross uh, misrepresentation of mental illness yes. as well. Okay, cool. I'm just glad I, I wasn't misinterpreted. <laughs> I was like, they're just making her take a lot of pills. Yeah. And then, like, saying... Yeah. They didn't even, like, give a reason, but, like, it was gross. Yeah, I think they said something about bipolar. I think they used oh. the usual scapegoat. Gross. Or, like, schizophrenia. Like, they just threw on, like, a, this is a crazy person disease yeah. kind of thing, instead of it being, like, you know, what actually happened. And, like, the fact that, like, her mom died in this car accident that she was in and like that whole even that didn't feel like impactful enough like the like they showed the flashback and it was just like kind of normal um and even if you so there have been known cases of people who suffer massive head injuries who if you damage a certain part of your brain does change your personality to a certain degree and can make like there was like this nice guy who was like a father who's a hard worker he got hit in the head or like uh, I think actually like something went through his head, uh, but he survived yeah. and it just messed him up and he became like really rude and angry and he was like kind of violent, but not to the degree of like what's the scapegoat that they're using yeah. in this, right? Um, where it's just like, she kills now. She didn't, well, I don't even like, know. Also, what does this medicine do? Yeah. Or it's like, if that's just like a thing like that you're coping with. I don't, I don't know. It yeah. was just, I didn't understand. Yes. Yeah. It there's, didn't seem real. <laughs> no. Any of it. Absolutely not. <laughs> and there's like, you know, um, there's like a friend, uh, quotations, <sighs> friend who apparently is like, I would, you know, kind of dub a sex addict, I guess. Um, yeah. in that she clearly has an addiction to, to sex as a way of having power. Um, yeah. and that she, you know, f- feels like her friend, you know, uh, has more power than her because she has money. And so she doesn't see that as being right or just. And so she tries to compensate with that by, you know, you know, having sex with her, friends boyfriends and things like that because it is it's a power move um and there's like really no like mature way that that kind of condition is handled because that's legit that's a like a real like if you really were to work on this character and make them a person there would like you could actually feel for them and instead it was she was just like this nothing person who was just supposed to be seen as like a slut or skank and then she you know made some mistakes (laughs) and then you know like and then she suffered for it for no good reason um you have another friend who checks just is there just to check up on yeah, she's friends. just the, my one friend's awful, my other friend's also she's fine. Being like, eh. She's fine. And then I have to just see what awful thing the one's doing to the other one. Yeah. I am the jelly of the peanut butter? What, what is it? Saying? You know when you have know. two, You're you have three that. friends. I don't usually, I usually have like one friend. Because three friends, there's always one friend in the middle that holds them together. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Like they're bread and... Someone's yeah, but like you're the blandest ingredient. Yeah, of it. she's a bread. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. And like her dad is in it, and he is doing a thing. Anyway, <laughs> her whole thing is like her mom died in a car accident. Yeah. 
And then there's this artificial intelligence that works your phone and can do things like Siri and all of them. Mm-hmm. But you can change it to replicate vocally a person or you can like kind of manage it and change it in that way which was like cool but there really isn't this concept of like this is now your mom there's like a moment where the the uh device is like mother and it like looks up like mother's role is to like it was like really dumb like it was i was like where did it get this information like there's so much like if you googled mother you're gonna get a lot not just this one thing that this ai decided is what mothers mean and then it like was supposed to take that and then use it to motivate its actions? Not at all. I don't know what this yeah. app's motivations actually were um, in any way. I besides, think it was just like, like, murder? This is a horror movie. Yeah. It's like, okay. I don't know. It's Stay like, with me no here. Reason. Chucky. Yeah. The new one. Yes. AI that through C different things associates what's okay with yeah. what's not okay. Yeah. So she sees her daughter. Yeah. Who, who's tash hers she's mom. She googled what mom was. I was like I needed to protect and take care of this baby. Mm-hmm. She sees this girl be all like pissed and like upset about stuff and then try to strangle a cat for some reason and takes that as whatever threatens her she must murder. Eh? But she didn't like but no, because she, like, yeah. was, like, went straight to the office. Anyway, it was that was weird. And it was definitely an unhealthy way to cope with losing someone. And clearly this person it didn't really take a lot of, like, mental illness or therapy into account when it came to this movie. It was just for, like, fun. It was just, like, a giggling movie. Yeah, it's not, um, like, not much thought, just this like, is a horror movie. what if movie. this happens? Go ahead. Imagine if, you know, and it... Which is usually fine, but it was, like, poorly done anyway. It wasn't even fun. Um, so there's just, like, yeah, there's a lot there that I was just, like, uh, um, Yeah, like, her murder. And then there was, like, a lot of, like, they're telling a story now, and she's a princess. And yeah. I was, like, when did she, when did that, like. And usually weird lore is fun, but it, wa- it was just, it like, It wasn't why? based, on, like, there was a one story that was actually based on, like, a fairy tale or something and then later it was just this new story that isn't based on any type of fairy tale that they were just making up that we were just supposed to like take like we were just supposed to be like oh this is her fairy tale with her mom that maybe like they didn't tell me but perhaps she was told this growing up like i don't know you're just you're just using princess and then there's a castle and then she has to do this and it's all this like euphemism for her killing things it was really stupid like and there was so much of this story that wasn't like had no context and you're like what and how does she keep getting all of this stuff to like melt bodies and bury them and she knew a lot about murder and like no one questioned it yeah she didn't yeah it was just a weird time i don't even know what he was doing that emotional situation at the end like, where she was murdering him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, he's like, I know it's not you. That that was, like, the two seconds of the movie where I was like, aw. Yeah, but up until then, yeah. he was, like, trash dad. Like, I didn't even know what, like, I didn't, what was he? He was, like, nothing. I don't know. Oh, none of the characters had any depth. Yeah. All I'm saying The is. boyfriend was just, like, just really loved sports. That was his, his only His dad life. was the coach, and he was mad, and he had to, like, cope with that. It was and weird. And he just, everything that came out of his mouth was sports. Like, he had to just, like, vomit sports words. Yeah. So, that's all he did. That was his whole existence, which was weird. I've never in my life. He was like, just, like, a stereotypical, like, movie 
job. It was like worse than that. Because even boy. they know other things. Yeah. He knew nothing else. It was weird. Uh, it was a bad so that movie. was bad. It was a bad movie, is what I was trying to say. Um, so moving on to something that is good. It's way better. It's way better. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we watched Black Mirror. Uh, and this is actually Gabe's favorite episode of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. So it's called Be Right Back, Season 2, Episode 1. Director Owen Harris. Uh, and is after learning about a new service that lets people stay in touch with the deceased, a lonely, grieving Martha reconnects with her late lover. There it is. Whew. I knew I could do it. I think I just needed to believe in myself. That's good. Thank I'm you glad. for the encouragement, friend. We got it. Uh, yeah, this is my favorite Black Mirror. I mean, they're all, there's a lot of good ones. There's ones that are, you know, sick. But this one really stuck with me because it was like, I was like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like, all the other ones, like, you know, you can put yourself in their shoes and be like, what would I do if, you know, I could record everything? Like, that's, like, my second favorite is the one where he can, like, you can watch your memories. Yeah, I remember You can that cast one. them. That one was really good. Like, Google cast them. I would love that for my brain that doesn't retain. I, I really like, the only reason I really like that episode is because of this very minute, like, story for such a big concept like there's so many things that that could be used for and that technology comes up later in black mirror episodes which was like really cool but the fact that it was just like this couple dealing with this stuff and talking about like mistrust and relationships yeah that was cool i love when you take like this big guy and you're like but this is how it would affect like (laughs) normal people yeah uh and so this kind of has a similar thing so the the so spoiler season um uh season two (laughs) it's pretty early yeah i don't know i mean there are but like Two f- is early. Four or five. Anyway, Be Right Back is where there's this woman whose boyfriend dies in a car accident or some kind of accident. It's a car accident. Yeah, um, and uh, so it's abrupt. And, you know, we, I'm sure people know that, like what how abrupt that can be when there's like an accident to that degree. Yeah. Um, and so it's about her kind of coping. And so uh, a f- friends a person at a f- her funeral the funeral yeah. uh suggests this application that will scan all his stuff all his digital footprint and mm-hmm. then form an ai that will interact with her the way that he would have and so like they spend like the first few minutes of the film building up a generic person yeah. That we can, like, believe so that when he comes back in that way, we, you know... We saw we what see the it. We was that. before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's... I really, really like this episode for a lot of reasons. One, um, there's a lot of foreshadowing um, that's done brilliantly. And then there's just, like, this very honest way that it deals with grief um, and technology. And it's not like the... Like big fanfare of all the other episodes yeah. of just like what is it? It's just very real. It's raw and yeah. it's real and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's oh that's what would happen probably. Yeah. This is hard. Yeah, and I, there's a lot of really great themes in it. So um, one of the big ones that Kat mentioned previously was this idea of um, kind of stowing away and compartmentalizing your grief in that pain and like shutting it away and I don't see it anymore kind of deal, which is like foreshadowed in the beginning because they're at uh, his house that he had grown up in. um, And he talks about how like when his brother died accidentally and then later when his dad died, his mother would just take all their photos and put them in the attic 
Yeah. And then you just couldn't talk about them anymore. And yeah. you had to pretend like that, didn't, like those people didn't exist and they weren't a part of your life. And you just had to, like, that's how she was coping, right? Yeah. And, you know, she, like, uh, Martha makes, like, a joke kind of about it. But then, spoilers, in the end, like, with the result of, of this AI technology, uh, he is a physical uh, manifestation of him that yeah. she keeps in the attic, like, literally. Yeah. And she will visit once a year. You know, and... The daughter can see on weekends. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. Once a week. Um, but it's, like, this very, like, he's up there. We don't see him or know him or knew, know that. And then we just do this, like, visit. Yeah. Um, but it was literally, like, we put him in the attic and we forget about it. Yeah. Uh, which is great. But what... One of the other themes is that, like, with technology, um, and so, like, we talked about, right? Like, you have this social media persona, Right, you have this person that you put online because, like, one, it's a matter of, like, protecting yourself. You're not going to put your whole self on there. Yeah. Um, but also, like, we want to uh, portray ourselves in a specific way to other people. And so generally it is, like, the the highlights of your life or, like, the extremes of your life. And you don't get those, like, minute, spontaneous, like, authentic human traits on the Internet. Yeah. Like, quite the same way. So, like, there are little things that this device in this, like, AI robot guy cannot do or cannot understand because it never existed on the internet. So there's, yeah. like, the physical thing is, like, he's missing a mole, like, on his body. Oh, yeah, because like he never <laughs> He never was, right? Uh, and the other one was that in the beginning, uh, they're driving and they're listening to this song, and he's like, I love this song. And she's like... You love the song? Like, you would never love the song. This isn't a song you like. Yeah. Like, I've never heard you listen to the song or something like that. You would yeah. think it's cheesy, right? And she's, like, going off of just, like, what your initial reaction to that guy would be or, like, your, you know, interpretation. And then he's singing the song and he's, you know, singing it to her and being absurd and playing yeah. with it. And then later, when she has this fake version of him, the song is on. And she, like like, turns it up, and he's just like, this song is cheesy. Like, yeah. he reacted the way she said he would have had if he was just this, like, social media person. So it's, like, these little things where it's just like, oh, my God, uh, <laughs> that's exactly it, right? Yeah. Because you are really only, you know, that. But I think, you know, there's the the scene where she finally like, gives in, and she's, like, messaging him. And the big thing is that she's pregnant. You know, and it's such a big thing. And it's like you said, there are certain people that when something happens in your life or, or something like, you know, that the first person that you think of is, is yeah. like this person where you're like, I have to tell this person because they know me. They know my everything. Like yeah. They'll be able to tell me what to do, you know, because yeah. I can't. Right. And, you know, there's a, a, the book, The Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> Yep. By John Green, which I made the mistake of reading right after my best oh. friend had died. So yeah. it was a very bad mix of things. I cried. Like, I don't even know. Like, I haven't picked up a book since. And I don't know if it really is as sad <laughs> as it was for me. But it was, like, devastating. Like, I died. And there's, like, the, the one line that got me when I read it. Because it was just, like, I was like, oh, my God. It hits right where you live. Is yeah. that she said, like, the only person that she wanted to talk to about him dying was him like yeah. <laughs> the only that's the only person who would have understood like that's the only person she could be like hey he, this guy died who means the world to me you're the only person who knows like what that is yeah. and so it's like I remember being like that's exactly like 
I would, like, go to pick up my phone and be like, oh, can't. <laughs> like, yeah. What am I going to do? Tell her, like, she's not going to answer. Yeah. So, like, for her to have this, like, big monumental thing of, like, she's pregnant, you know? And it's half of it is that it's his kid. But it's also this part of, like, this is a big thing. And I need to tell you. And you're not here. And so she got that kind of, like, that uh, opportunity to tell him through this app, which I was like, that's awesome. And he reacted. He was just like, wow. Like, you know, like, and he yeah. reacted, like, so authentically to that because it was, like, you know. And, and then, who like, knows? He might his have... texts and even, like, the whole thing is she submits all of his stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, it is social media presence, but it's also, you have the option once you're like, oh, yeah, you're okay, I need this. You could give, like, texts, emails, yeah, videos. Because then they um, can replicate your voice. Yeah. And then eventually his whole body in this weird tech world um and then they have like sex and stuff which was like funny because yeah, it was, was like, like he didn't moment. do the things that you know because we see him try and he didn't do well, yeah. well. unless you're recording sex tapes and putting them on the internet yeah you're which... just normal <laughs> you know so like instead she has this robot and that was another funny moment is that he was like she's like i'm showing you my breasts and he's just like i don't have anything in my database that tells me how i'm supposed to act or react to sexually. Like, I don't know how to yeah. be. <laughs> like, we didn't, like, put that all out yeah. on Facebook for <laughs> yeah, my so parent I to don't see. know how I act when I see breasts. Yeah. And so she was like, oh. And then, you know, it turned, he could just, like, turn it on or whatever. But there wasn't that, like, you know, because that's, like, kind of fun is those, like, weird things that happen. You, yeah. like, fall off or, like, something, like, you hit somebody. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, you in the head. Like, those little things that, like, no one else is going to see. Those are only going to be in your head. And, like, you have those moments. And you can't give that yeah. to the computer. Yeah. You can't really, you know. Like, you could, it's like, uh, I think in scenarios where you have a digital diary. Yeah. Maybe. Because you'd write it out. Yeah. you write about I it. Guess. Or if, like, I mean, there are people, you know, who do make porn and yeah. or do, do sex work and might have that on yeah. the internet. So you'd have But like that's not all that, that they are. No, know? exactly. Yeah. And, that, and also, like, if you're doing sex work, that's not exactly, like, the authentic experience of you, like, as not you, as not as work. your persona. Like, yeah. you know, like, you doing sex is probably very different from, like, when you're having sex with a client. Yes. Right? So, like, even then, you're not yeah. even getting it right. That's very I real. think the other big, like, theme here, and it, it comes up when it comes to this, and this idea of, like, making you immortal through technology, is, like, what makes a person? And that's what we kind of, like, butt heads with whenever we come in contact with something like artificial intelligence and what we've talked about previously in episodes like that, like, with clones and artificial intelligence and all of that, yeah. is, like, what makes a person, and if it is just your memories and what you kind of put out there, then, yeah, these things are people. Right. And then yeah. if you stored those parts of you onto a device and put it into a different body, then that's you. Right. But if that's not what people are like and it's not really right, like people are so much more there. It's their, you know, and we've discussed it before. It's the spontaneity. It's like yeah. the the parts that we can't predict, the parts that we can't write down, the parts that only certain people can see and, and like the surprises. Right. And so like, that's not going to be on the internet. Uh, and it's not going to be reliable for, for certain content. So I feel like in that way, even if you could like take our digital part, because like, you know, my best friend, our whole, our relationship was online, but there was parts of it 
Like, that yeah. when we were in person, that I still think, like, as much as she was, like, her whole life on the internet, right? Like, yeah. there's parts of, like, her family and her, and her daughter and all of that that would never make it. Um, or just, like, like they, we didn't really have a lot of video chats or calls because it was all text. So they would miss, like, her ridiculously giggly laugh. Like, it was super yeah. high-pitched. Like or the fact that she was, like, ticklish literally everywhere. Like, yeah. I wouldn't know unless I was like, also, just <laughs> you so couldn't you know. touch her elbow. She would die. Like, yeah. you know, so there's like all these little things that just make a person a person that even if we could take, you know, the essence of you and put you in a robot and let you live forever, you really are just like, you know, playing the role of yourself. Yeah. And you yourself are in a way gone. And so we could really, it's only temp- temporary. And that's what she used them for. Yeah. She did it. She got to say what she wanted to say. She got to live out this thing of, like, here you are, and she had to face it and remember, like, but you're not him. Yeah. You can never be him, and now I have to, like, let you go. And so she was able to do that with that, which is, like, what it should be used for. It shouldn't be used for, like, now this is my person, which is, like, what Amy did. Like, in the Amy film, she, that was her mother. You couldn't tell her otherwise. She had, like, a mental breakdown when she almost got deleted. And then she ended up, like, replicating everybody to the point where she... Crazy ending. Spoilers. Replicated not an an unexisting baby that is now a phone. Absurd. Absurd film. Uh, But it's, like, that's the unhealthy way to do it. It's, like, you're, like, this is that person now. And it's, like, how much did you really love your mom? Because if you just think she's just that... Like, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, versus, like, her being like, okay, thank you for your service. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it, it kind of, I feel like the one thing that was kind of real, the only thing I'll give that film, mm-hmm. other than the one second moment where the dad said, like, nice, nice things, things in reference to, like, how you should react to somebody with a situation going on that's acting outside of themselves. Yeah. Is that, like, the idea that they were talking... In the article that I read, it was, like, that if once you lose the app, if you've, like, created that that app is that person... Mm-hmm. You lose them again. You re-lose them. Like, the sensation and the emotion behind it is just as real. Mm-hmm. Like, you are losing that person twice. Yeah. And that's an extremely emotionally damaging and stressful situation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the idea is you just, you can't replace them. Yeah. You well, won't, but you can make something that yeah. might help you with the process yeah, of with the moving uns- on. You know, the, the things you never got to say. Yeah. You know? Um, it's like, you know, my favorite song to think about, and I can't remember, but it's like that whole thing. It's just like, I have so much to say when I see you again. Like, yeah. every moment, all the moments that I'm living, I like, just keep them and I'm remembering them so that I can tell you. Like, yeah. later, you know? Um, but it, the whole, like, losing it um, a second time, also Lars and the real girl, right? Like, they yeah. couldn't take it from him. He had to make the decision that she was no more. Because yeah. if they did that, it would have been worse. It would have been, like, irreparably damaging to his psyche because he was so, like, it was, you would, yeah, you would have lost her again. Yeah. And it would have just been, like, a break, right? Um, and, yeah, so there's, like, you know... Uh, I guess we saw a good way and a bad way of how you deal with loss. Yeah, I'd say the Black Mirror episode did everything right. I yeah. Was like, it was just very Favorite. real. It talked about everything that was the 
good and bad of the situation, how people cope with things, the whole, like, when he left, the last thing he said, and how that was, like, really messed up what he said, but, it's like, you don't think about that when yeah. you leave. he was like, I'm just world. gonna be dead in a ditch or something, and I was just like, he did not just say that, like, that's not the last thing that you're gonna say to her. So now it's like, remember, I just remember don't say saying, those things. I remember him just being like, I'm gonna be there alone, I'm gonna yeah. be in this place alone. Alone, alone, alone. And then he was. Yeah. And then she has to live with that for the rest of her life. Yeah, so it's just like, I guess, it reminds you of a lot of you different things. You think you're funny, but don't do it. But yeah, well, it's just like, be mindful. It's like, not act, don't treat every single interaction with someone as if it will be the last one. Just because you can't say I love you every two seconds. Yeah. Because it's that but takes the beginning you know, out of the word, and that's a lot. But yeah, you should think about, like, what do you want? The people you really love, like, you should make sure that you say things to them occasionally mm-hmm. that are positive. Yeah, that they can hold on of, to. Outside of comedy. That just, yeah. and the off chance that something bad happens to you. Like, it's just, because a lot of times you don't know. So, if you like it, it's don't put it in the attic. Or don't put them in the attic. Yeah. Because um, you want to deal with it. Yeah, you want to face head on. Yes. You want to look them and be like, we are coping. Yeah. Healthily. Yes. I am going to feel all the feels and get through it. Yeah. And then when I come out at the other side, I'm fine because you're not in the attic. Yeah. Um, Although, like, I think it's more like the fact that he was still up there is like that they'd ever leave. Yeah. And that you do, like, it is healthy to visit them. Yeah. Because that's the thing is the mom never visited, right? Yeah. And with the hers, like, he's not gone. It's just, like, he can't be here because then I can't continue to live. I can't progress if he's right here. But if he's up there, I can just go be like, hey. Yeah. So I think, like, that's, yeah. Yeah. And just, like, it's, like, not erasing the past. But yeah. It's, yeah. Respect in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking taking yeah. a little trip. Uh, and if you don't like it, it's app family yeah. because she made a whole family she replicated her family through apps and like hypothetical future family <laughs> she had mom she had dad she had boyfriend husband yeah. she had baby that they had made through that was in a phone app it was a phone like how reproduction phone plan does she have I to pay know. for service for all of them Probably. or are they all on like wi-fi or yeah it's like yeah. you get wi-fi like you give the kid the phone or she's like on the real phone. family plan with her dad, and that's a lot of money. I don't know what she does. She did have a it lot of money. She, was rich. she like probably inherited a bunch because yeah. her mom and dad are dead. Um, I don't know how she got away with murder, but <laughs> she oh, did a she, lot of murder. They were like, thankfully, you killed. Oh, him. They blamed the the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. For why? It's cheap. Um, so for the topic of resurrecting your loved ones through an app. Um. I'd say don't put it in the attic. I feel like there's helpful ways. Like, I feel like it can't be, like, a part of the coping and healing process if you do it right. I feel like it helps people face it. Mm-hmm. That it's, like, the rea- it helps people understand and, like, realize the reality that it is. Like, they're not gone because they're still with us. You know what I mean? Like, they're in our heads. They're in our hearts. And it's, like, facing that and, like, having those conversations and, like, saying what you need to say. Mm-hmm. And understanding that, like, yeah, you might not get them back, but you'll get you'll get to heal with that. Like, you'll get yeah. to 
cope a little bit with it. Just get it out. So yeah. That's positive. Yeah, I think it's like you, you know, like every, like everything. It's in you know, um, it's in moderation, right? Yeah. And if you know what the intent behind it is, and you're not using it to, like, as a band aid. To, or to pretend like it's not real. So it's just yeah. like what we said for dating an AI. Um, if you're doing that to like kind of deal with yourself and then fix yourself so that later you can love properly, sure. Yeah. Um, and if it's so that you can say the things that you didn't get to say because they're gone now um, or to just keep their spirit alive, yeah. but with the knowledge that they're not them anymore, that's not them, that's a computer, then that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, how about the films? Amy, Digital Family. Yeah. App Family. Yeah. It's, it was bad. So like, bad. I just, I hated it. It was so awful. And it was, like, rude. It was rude that my eyes and my ears had to be subjected <laughs> to it. I just... It happens as well. It was so dumb. It's definitely one of the top, like, worst films we've watched. Yeah. Like, I feel like Contracted is still worse, but I was just like, ugh, why? Like, I was mm-hmm. disappointed. I, I didn't think it was going to be, like, the best thing ever, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I was just from the beginning. Ugh. Yeah. But the Black Mirror episode. Yeah, be right back. It was good. 100%. Yeah. I was like, wow, this hits all the points from the research I did. Yeah. It's literally all the ways we should process and cope. Like, it just showed us all the examples. Mm-hmm. And, like, what things are important. There was so much, as you said, like, foreshadowing, but also, like, I don't even know what the correct metaphors, allegories, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There was, like, things in there that, like, were representations of how society copes and deals with things, and it was really interesting, and it was cool. Yeah. And it was smart. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Amy was a disappointment. It made me really sad that yeah. I watched it. Amy was just bad. It really made me sad. It wasn't, like, high tension, like, bad in that, like, it mess like it really really took mental illness wrong you know yeah but it was still like what are, what are you doing what are you doing i was just, whenever i see films like that it just makes me mad as a filmmaker who like struggles and has seen other filmmakers struggle to get funding yeah and i see that that's on netflix and got funding and i'm like how yeah like why that's not fair yeah. like who's who's in charge here it's White men, and I noticed Bloom. <laughs> what is his name? Blumhouse. Uh, Bloomhouse. People of color and ladies want to make horror films, and I bet you it would be better than this trash. All right, like I, one hundred percent can guarantee it would be better. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's that's what yeah. it, like upset me because I was just like, this is like, like it's an disrespectful. Yeah, how dare you <laughs> uh, make this film and give it money? Um, when I can have that money? Yeah, like let me. Like I can't do it, man. Uh, I can't. Yeah, and then Beer Back is just, yeah, one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes. Um, There's a lot of really good ones out there, but this one really tops it for me because it was just so simple and beautiful and, like, I just really jived with it. Like, I was just like, yeah. I would would download it. I would make them. Like, 100%, you know? Like, all the other ones, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't really do that, but I believe that this exists, you know? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But that one, I was like, yeah, Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. I don't think I want, like, the, like, physical manifestation, but I'd I'd be about, like, like hearing the voice. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it would yeah. mess me up, but like yeah, yeah, I would like it. But yeah, you could do it, you know. Yeah. And you can definitely. It seems like it could be an addictive thing as well. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I can see that happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. So we have one more in our. Uh, there's an app for that uh, series, and so it will uh, be next week, and then after that, we'll see what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. You'll yeah. you'll be here for it. We'll be there. Yeah. So uh, remember, don't, don't get, get married. married. They'll eat your kids. kids. Okay, bye. Bye. Or you make a phone baby. Yeah, phone baby.